0: You're in the right place, so stay right where you are. In just a few seconds, you'll be listening to the Preppers and Makers podcast, the podcast of the future, the podcast of the survival technician, and the podcast for those middle-of-the-road people who still want to be alive after apocalypse. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number three. So, how are all my survival technicians doing out there tonight? I don't care how all of you are doing, because that's none of my business. But let me say, I am caring much more about you. Yes, you, right there. You know who you are. You're special, and that's why you're here. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to, uh, well, you know, you may be listening to this some other time. I shouldn't assume it's tonight, should I? So on episode number three here, we are going to go through what is called the rules of three, or the rule of threes, uh, depending on who you're talking to. This is not to be confused with the phrase that... uh, Two is one, and one is none, so you should always carry redundant backups, although that is good, and then we'll talk about that later. We're talking about the Rule of Threes, and uh, we'll get into what that means, and we're also going to talk about EDC for the Modern Survival Technician. A lot of these things are different than they used to be due to our, our current standards of civilization with the pandemic going on and all of that, and some of them are different than they used to be because it's no longer... Uh, enough to just have a gun and ammo and a place to wander off into the woods because living like a primitive caveman is one thing that we have really gotten away from and you don't need to do that there are plenty of ways that you can deal with things and still have some of the modern comforts of civilization if you're a diy person and willing to learn First, though, we're going to go into one of the more common things that you will have ever heard me talk about in my other podcasts or anything of that nature. You'll hear this from other survival technicians, people who are uh, known in the field for their sets of lists and rules and so forth. This is one of the main lists, and uh, uh, you can check this off anytime you're in a survival situation. Somehow, some of these rules will apply to you. I'm just going to go over them kind of briefly today because I really wanted to talk a lot about modern technology and EDC. So I'm going to try to give equal billing to both of these. The rule of threes. Uh, Let's just just put them all together here at once. And then we'll talk about them. The The rules of threes. There is something that you need to know about at each of these junctures. Three seconds, three minutes, three hours, three days, three weeks. and one thing that's not always added to this list three months. Start at the very beginning. the uh, the three seconds, the rule of threes starts there. Okay, <clears throat> you're in a survival situation that requires a snap judgment or a decision right now. You have come around a corner. It's the winter. You did not see this coming, but the, the melt off from the sun today has made the the snow or ice or whatever was on the hillside melt into water, and as it refroze tonight, it refroze into black ice, that clear stuff that just shows the pavement with a shine, and you're suddenly driving on it. You are not prepared. You're driving too fast because you didn't think it was there. Three seconds. What do you do? Boom. That was all you had. No more. You have either slid safely across it through luck and sheer care. You have hit your brakes and spun into an oncoming car or a telephone pole. Or you were headed the wrong way when you hit it anyway and did not recover. Three seconds. Emergency decisions in three seconds. Three seconds. A tiger jumps out of the woods while you're out on a safari. Three seconds. What's going to happen? A lot of different opposing views on that. Do you run faster than your buddy so that he's the meal? Or do you realize that the tiger's keyed to prey that's running and he will ignore your buddy and go after you? Or do you try to roar down the tiger and make him realize that this is going to be a spiky little meal that he's about to have? I don't know. <clears throat> I can't beat up a tiger, can you? I know that if I'm not going to beat up the tiger, that tiger's going to remember me. 3 seconds, make the decision. That's the first one. 3 minutes. This is where everybody agrees from this point forward and there's no controversy. 3 minutes is where you start getting distress from not having air. A clogged airway, uh chicken stuck the wrong way. Uh your car went off in that black ice and it ended up into the pond now you're underwater 3 minutes oxygen needs to keep going to your veins for 3 minutes now you might get lucky and the cold water help preserve you or something of that nature and you last longer in that car anyway don't worry about that worry about getting out of it and it's 3 minutes the next thing is 3 hours now 3 hours has to do with exposure that includes hyperthermia and hypothermia being dealt with harshly by your environment because you're too cold or too hot. Three hours exposure can kill you easily. And then some really extreme situations quicker than that. These are guidelines. It's not like, okay, I'm good for another two hours and 50 minutes because I just got here. It's not the case. You, you have to realize that your time span is roughly three hours here and you've got to deal with it you got to do something about it you're in the desert you've got to dig in find some shelter find some shade get out of the heat if you're uh, suddenly falling off the boat on the the banks of antarctica you've got to deal with something much quicker than three hours uh, <laughs> it'll freeze your whiskey down there Uh, But the thing is, wherever you're at in accidental survival situations or uh, apocalyptic survival situations, exposure can happen to you in just a few hours. That's why we say three hours. Now, three days is about the time limit that we want to uh, avoid going without water because dehydration sets in. And some of the early stages of dehydration are horrible headaches, the clouded thought process, the ability to... Uh, Think quickly and on your feet in a survival situation is really required. And if you do something like uh, dehydration to the body and it dulls that, then you're not thinking straight. You're not going to live nearly as long. But three days without water. And the next one is three weeks. Three weeks is without food. Now, you can... Uh, point out folks who were on hunger strikes with just water, this or that, it lasted longer than that. And people that have starved in extreme situations where they were burning a lot of calories every day, even quicker. Again, this is not a countdown timer. This is the time span that you need to get this crap done and dealt with in. okay, Now the three months isn't always added here, but It is highly recommended that for future of long-term survival situations, you have at least three months worth of food because from the time you plant seed, it usually takes around three months for most crops to produce food. And we're talking about 90-day corn, we're talking about squash, we're talking about okra, we're talking about all the stuff that you just normally go out and see in your, your average garden. Some things, like tomatoes, can be a little quicker, but again, this is a time span that we're looking for. So, looking at all this together, we have our rule of threes. And this is going to come back, and we're going to talk about this in other things when we touch on exposure. We're going to go back to remind you the, the, the rule of threes in three hours. You might have those three hours to get a fire started to warm up. You might need to take those three hours to get yourself into a cool-down situation. And <clears throat> so these are basic rules that are going to be rediscussed because they apply to a lot of things that are going to be in these conversations. And uh, if you want to take notes on all of these, that's cool. But, you know, you've got this podcast here. You can rewind and listen to all this again. I highly recommend notes on everything that you can carry with you in your carry bag. Oh, hey, transition time. I said carry bag. All right. <clears throat> so, today we're going to talk about EDC in the modern world. The modern world being right now, 2021. Uh, our beliefs in American religion and uh, politics and that sort of stuff are not going to come into this. So, don't take anything that I say here as a uh, as a political statement or uh, a comment for or against any of you because what we're talking about here in this podcast is always going to be just about facts that's that's it the reason i say that is because the modern edc has changed a little bit a couple of years ago you might have had a different list of things going on here so uh, a modern uh, modern technical person modern high tech person a person in the world of modern technology however you want to put it is going to have some of these things on them already. And uh, there's just a quick little rundown on these things. You're going to have a phone with you. I'll bet you that everybody who is here has a phone, and a lot of you are listening to this podcast on your phones. That's fine. You just bring me with you wherever you want to go. Now, one thing that I firmly believe that everyone in the modern world should have is a watch. Watch. I hear a lot of people say, but I can just look at my phone. Well, remember, the survival and preppers rule that two is one and one is none, and things will fail. So, just get a watch. It tells time really well. A phone, to me, doesn't have to be the newest, biggest, baddest thing, as long as I can do some basic things on it. Number one, it's a phone. I want to call and talk to people unfortunately, I have to deal with texts from everybody too, because they don't want to actually stop and talk. They're just too busy pressing the phone with their thumbs. So, I don't know. That's just a difference of opinions there. But the phone is not a watch because it's in my pocket. If I want a watch in my pocket, I'll get a pocket watch. Now, that's elegant. Unfortunately, it's not that practical. But a wristwatch is... And in the modern high-tech world, a wristwatch can be a tool for so many things, just like your phone is. Number one, it's a watch. It can tell you what time it is. The watch that I have right now is a uh, a watch that tracks my, my fitness and my pulse and my steps and all of that. And has a mm, roughly 20-day battery life. I use it pretty hard. It's actually supposed to have a little bit better battery life, but about 20 days is what I get out of it. And uh, it turns right on when I have flipped my wrist up to look at it and stays off saving power and not bugging me otherwise. So I can look at what time it is just by looking at my wrist. Handy. It will also do other things. It has a compass. It has apps that integrate with my phone if I need to see who's calling me and not dig out my phone. It has a variety of things going on for it that allow me... To keep track of what's going on in my life. It it gives me reminders to drink water. It gives me my workout history. It uh, has alarms and to-do lists and things like that. Where I don't have to get into something larger. Like the phone or a laptop. But the important thing is that I'm not digging a a phone out of my pocket. And looking like some teenage dweeb. Because I spend my entire day staring at a little bitty box and typing with my thumbs there was a conspiracy theory a couple of decades ago that the gray aliens were the future humans coming back to us in time and since they had, had relied so much on technology and expanded their brains they had bigger heads and smaller bodies And I can tell you that they're probably not humans in the future because their thumbs are not the dominant muscle in their body. You watch anybody sitting at a restaurant, you have entire families who aren't talking, but they're texting when they could look up and say the words. All right. So we get ridiculous with that. And that's why I say get a watch. Uh, You need a phone, though. That was first on the list. Now, probably the most important thing right now is that you stay safe? If you're if you're not, if you're a prepper, you're about staying safe. Uh, it's not about just having enough guns and ammo because we have the coronavirus out there. I don't know what caliber bullet you think you're going to kill the coronavirus with, but the point is, there are a lot of people, even in this highly red state, that denies that it's real. That I've watched. Take that belief to their graves. We're, we're just, we're stacking bodies. Wear a mask, use sanitizer. These things should be in your EDC. And, you know, if you're going to say, well, it's my right to, to not uh, wear a mask. You can't tell me what to do. You're right, I can't. It is your right to decide that you're not going to do this. Now, according to the Supreme Court decision in 1905 about the uh, uh, somebody correct me here, I'm I'm sure you will all correct me in the comments because this is controversial. But uh, in 1905, the Supreme Court heard a a vaccine mandate law about I believe it was polio, and uh, it was uh, someone versus Wisconsin. And they actually said, they spelled it out in, his, in, in the Supreme Court decision, that yes, he had the right to decide what happened to his own body. And that's been hard-coded into our Constitution with many decisions. However, they also said that society had a right to protect itself and create mandates and standards for the people that were going to be in that society. So, although he did not have to get the vaccine, he did have to choose to remove himself from that society if he chose not to so they upheld both sides beliefs so if you want to wander around and endanger other people you're violating the second part of that so just be a compassionate human and decide to do what's good for others now if you're vaccinated you're not gonna likely die from the vaccine if you're careful and you don't get it that's even better. If you get it when you have the vaccine, you're probably safe. But think about those people who are weaker in your life, like maybe your grandparents or your elderly parents or uh, infirm asthmatics that you're related to. Are you going to carry the death sentence to them? So, you know, we're just talking about facts. This is not a political statement. And that's why I pointed out the the Supreme Court decision that upheld both sides. Okay. Mask mandates are legal. You don't have to follow them. However, if you're going to not follow them, you have to remove yourself from those areas that have them. That was very clear. And it was very compassionate to both sides because it gave both sides a way out. That's cool. All right. Now, there's a lot of things that uh, people do that are stupid. Uh, You know, if if it's, you know, my body, my right, I'm not going to do anything. Okay, well, so you you don't wear seatbelts. You uh, don't go to the doctor to get medicine like antibiotics and uh, have him sew sew up wounds. Uh, You know, these are all things that help keep you safe and healthy. And you have a choice to say, no, nobody's making me do that. That's cool. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Yeah, that's cool. You <laughs> do whatever you do you. But in the modern world, if you're gonna be safe for you and for those people around you in whatever new community you have after it hits the fan, I think that you should probably take a, you know, case of sanitizer and masks into the bunker with you. It's uh it's just a thought. Now, I'm sure that by saying that last little bit, I made a whole bunch of people decide they're not gonna to listen to this podcast ever again. Okay. <laughs> all right. So the next things that everybody should have on them today. Uh you should have a phone, a watch, sanitizer, mask. You should have some sort of slimline wallet or way to keep a little bit of cash and money with you. Besides your cards. Uh you may use your cards every day while the you know, the function is still up. We haven't had the EMP, so you can still charge things, all that. You should also carry a pocket knife everywhere that it's legal and you can, because it's amazing how many times during the day you have to pry something open, cut a box open, pull a splinter out with a blade. It just, just goes on and on. You should have your own useful and worthwhile pen. Now, it can be an elegant fountain pen. It can be uh, a sturdy, uh, uh, the, the what is it, the... I believe that Smith & Wesson makes a, a, it's a really ta- tactical pin uh, with a window breaker on the end and that sort of stuff. But you should be able to provide your own pin that shows you have character and you were prepared. If you're waiting for somebody else to hand you a pin to sign that check or to sign your credit card receipt, you weren't prepared. Prepper? Not really. Okay. I recommend the Zebra stainless steel... Um, Tubed pin, the Zebra 700 series it doesn't have the little plastic thing under where your index finger goes. It's it's stainless steel all the way up. You can literally stab it through various thicknesses of plywood. There's something. As we travel around, there's a lot of things that we listen to. There's a lot of uh, uh, well, this podcast right now. I'm sure that you're if you're in public transportation or in a car with other people who are doing other things, you may be listening to this on a headphone, a headset, uh, Bluetooth earbuds, something like that. To that end, I believe that to be a conscientious member of current society and to be able to be the gray man that we'll talk about later, you should be able to look like you're doing something where they don't bother you. To that, uh, you wear headphones and uh, then just nod at them and point at your headphones and go back to what you're doing, even if you're listening to everything they say. Anything, but you can't do that unless you're carrying headphones in your daily uh, carry kit. Now, we're talking about carry kits here, and by word, I'm talking about things in your pocket, things on your body, things with you. I'm assuming that everybody has something that they take to work, like a, a computer bag, a, a small briefcase that holds their uh, uh, daily stuff, and their iPad, things of that nature. A lot of the stuff will be traveling with you in in that bag, in uh, your car, in the glove box, on your pockets. But these are things that should be close to you. The next things are a personal care kit or a DOP kit. Something that has um, a a tool set, a a chemical set. Uh, By chemical set, I'm talking about uh, if you have uh, managed hair with product in it. Then take your hair gel, take your uh, hairspray, whatever you got to go to go with you, because that getting ready in the morning can be must with during events during your day, and if you look like you've just been through an event, you'll stick out. So being able to reorganize yourself and get yourself in line with a basic care kit, you know, uh, nails and hand washing all the way up to uh, facial care cream, sun sun. Uh, Cream for sunburn, things of that nature. All of that should be available for reapplication, I guess I'll say. And this is controversial to some people and not so much to others that I'm assuming this is uh, part of my audience. A personal carry weapon. If you're going to carry a personal weapon, uh, first of all, learn how to use it. Get licensed, get trained, whatever you got to do, wherever you're at. Don't just assume, yeah, I can shoot, yeah, I got a gun. Do you go out and practice with it? Do you go out to your local range every couple of weeks and be able to put holes where you want them accurately? Skills like that are physical skills that if you don't exercise them are perishable. So do that for yourself. It's worthwhile. Now, on the more high technical side, I believe that everybody through the course of their uh, travels and their day would probably benefit from some of the small little uh, technical things that you can carry in the following list. You can carry along with you a live operating system on a thumb drive that you can plug into a computer and run your operating system from that thumb drive. Their computer, their hard drive, isn't touched. It doesn't even know that the computer's been on. But you have kept your operating system and your hard drive in your pocket with you when you walk away so this allows you the security of using something without leaving a trace and there are operating systems that are unable to run on that platform you can have uh, even a live windows installation if you want to be totally insecure but uh, ubuntu linux is uh, probably the easiest one for most linux and mac users to use but the the best one, in my opinion, currently is Tails. Tails comes with its own encryption, the Tor network, encrypted drive storage so that you can have all of your hard drive information and documents kept securely on the thumb drive. And uh, that's a, a really great way to go. And you have to keep it updated fairly, fairly uh, often so that all the security is current and that's definitely worthwhile. Also, pay attention to those times and places that you can actually take advantage of other people's resources. Now, we talked about taking advantage of somebody else's computer with a a live operating system. Two is one, one is none. That theory applies to everything, including your phone. If you have a good phone with you, that's great. Do you have a burner phone? Now, uh, that's an entire episode all of its of its own on how to get and create safely a burner phone. The thing is in the modern world, there is nothing you can do with a burner or black phone that cannot be found out eventually with enough work. The thing is, it's like locks on your door. There's no lock on your door that will keep everybody out. The thing is you want a lock on your door that makes them quit, before they break through the lock on your door. Now the easiest way for people with limited technical skills and resources. To create a backup or burner phone. Is when you have updated your phone. to From model 4 to model 5 of whatever. And I'm not talking about iPhones here. Because the apps on iPhones are problematic for linking back to you easily. But <clears throat> on Android... Let's say you have uh, gone from the the Whizbang 4 to the Whizbang 5. Now you keep your Whizbang 4 and you take your SIM card out of it and you use it as a wireless device, just like a Wi-Fi tablet. You take your account off of it by resetting it to Factory Resets and you go to the App Store with a new ID from just creating a generic uh, Gmail that is not a Tide. Attached or tied to you? Not a tied. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I'll learn English as we do these uh, podcasts too eventually. But you start with an uh, account that is not a tied to you. And that unattached account is used to log into the Play Store. And get an app like uh, Burner or Second Line or TextNow that you can use for free. So you don't have to put a credit card up or anything of that nature and now you have a device that is a phone acts like a phone as long as you're on someone's wi-fi network and does wi-fi calling through these apps there are uh, ways with second line to change your number after every phone call so that's the easy way to have a burner and that's another high-tech thing that i think that everyone should have available to them or as a resource not necessarily that you have to carry two phones in your pocket every day but given that that's an option uh you know some of you are going to do this this is just the way it is and if you're more techie then you're going to keep your eyes out for things like options to get an old broken laptop from the thrift, thrift store if you look at that carefully at the top of that screen there's probably a little camera if it's a new enough one some of the older ones didn't but it's pretty much on all of them from a certain point on that camera can be taken out of there. It's just a USB camera that's internal. And if you have another uh, laptop that has a variety of USB ports on it, you can put four or five of these together by taking a USB cord and soldering the wires to that camera. They're small. You can tuck the wiring in behind things and have them look out of stuff. And the webcam can be managed from a laptop, uh, you know, in the next room, wherever the wires will reach to. And you can use something like iSpy that is a a free uh, security camera-like arrangement. The software allows you to put multiple cameras in, watch them at the same time, and do motion capture and catch what's going on and save it on the hard drive. So... Awareness is one of the high-tech things that you're going to carry around with you in your EDC. When you see things that are opportunities like this for salvage, you're going to try to take them into your resource bucket and decide what they can be used for later. It'll be definitely worthwhile. Now, we're going to talk on, in, on into the future about individual parts of this. We'll have entire episodes on, for example, the burner phone. And we'll have a variety of things on your concealed carry weapon and we're going to talk about how you at home can build your own off the grid and solar power backed security system with cameras motion sensors and alarms and it's not even really high tech it's salvage electronics and a little skill so if you're going to be a prepper and do these things maybe you've got the money to have everything set up professionally now is that professional going to be there with you all the time maybe. After it hits the fan, I doubt it. If he's a professional, he's going to be really busy and maybe just swamped for his uh, skills. You might be lucky enough to have him help you. But learning these DIY skills, I think, is going to be a much more valuable thing. And if you have the guy do it, if you're really, really that much into just buying it off the shelf, when he's setting it up, follow him around. If he will let you, ask silly questions learn explain to him that although you appreciate him and will use him until it hits the fan once it hits the fan you want to be able to know what you're doing in helping to maintain and upkeep the system he's installing so become a little bit of a diy person if you're not already and if you are already we're going to rock it on this podcast and explain to you exactly how all that works so This has been episode three, where we have talked about the rule of threes and a modern EDC list. We're going to go into a whole bunch more fun later, and I hope you all are staying safe. And if I have uh, said something to alienate you, great, I'm making you think. If I've said something to make you think, and I didn't alienate you, if you agree with me, yeah, great. Tell everybody else, bring them here. It's not about whether or not you agree with me. I want you to think. I want you to quit saying, well, they said, or I heard, or whatever. And even when I say it, don't tell other people. Check it out. Learn it. Do it. Be that DIY person. You need to be a survival technician. That's what I want to build. That's you. Yeah, you, you right there. Mm-hmm. You're the one I'm talking to. Don't so look around. You know who you're talking, who I'm talking to. Now, keep it up. Take notes. Learn. Do.